I am really looking forward to our next uh, few minutes together. If you'll get your Bible out and go to 2 Corinthians, that's in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians. And we're going to look at just a few minutes on the God of all comfort. What a powerful name. The God of all comfort. The original language, his name is Theos Pasparkalitas, the God of all comfort. We're going to go into 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 3 and 4. You're with me this morning. Let me hear a big amen. amen. Look at verse 3. Praise to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. Everyone say compassion. And the God of all comfort. Say comfort. So he's the father of compassion. He's the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we have received from God. From the moment you were born the world and those who love you have tried to make you comfortable your mom your dad grandmas and grandpas the goal when you come into this world is to be made comfortable. I mean, think about it. What do you do when you see a baby? You go up and you make sure that baby's tucked in. You make sure that baby's got warm. You make sure that baby's got all its need, needs met. And, and, and you just want to make sure that the baby is comfortable. All through your childhood, the goal is to make you comfortable. And then when you get 18 years old, things shift. And the world has a way of making you uncomfortable. It's interesting paradox, the God of all comfort. He's a God who wants to comfort you, but he doesn't want you to be comfortable. He's always available, always ready. Always on call to, to make sure that he is going to be there to comfort you. But he doesn't want you to be comfortable. The Bible says that we are changed from glory to glory to glory. As we follow Christ and we are disciples of Jesus Christ, it's our intention, isn't it, for us to be changed, transformed, renewed, God forbid we would be the same person year after year after year, but as disciples we follow Christ in order that he will transform us and he will change us. So it's interesting that God wants to comfort you, but he doesn't want you to be comfortable. I like being comfortable. In fact, I brought some things here today just to remind you that, 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 that how nice it is to be comfortable. I, I brought one of my pillows 
from home. Don't tell Tammy. She gets mad every time I bring something home from, the, from, from home because she says I lose it on the way home. And so this is my pillow. We just got back uh, last night from our staff retreat. First time in 13 years we've been able to take our staff away for a couple of days and bless them. And it was wonderful. What a, I mean, what a great staff. I can tell you our staff is unified and together and on the same page and getting along. We laugh and we had a blast this weekend. But when I went to the conference room last night and laid in that uncomfortable bed, I was missing my comfortable pillow. There's just something about my pillow that brings comfort to me. Well, I'm like you. I've got a lot of things that make me comfortable. Here is something that really makes me comfortable. I wore this all weekend. And this is my Buffalo Bills sweatshirt. Now, listen, I, I'm not really that big a fan of Buffalo Bills. I'm a fan of my son-in-law. And I want to keep him married to my daughter, Amanda. And so I'll wear whatever it takes to keep them married. And so I, I, I wore this all weekend. In fact, I would love to put it on right now. When I put this thing on, it just feels really good. Not only do I have a pillow and a Buffalo Bills uh, sweatshirt, but I've got a whole box here of stuff. Uh, uh, oh, here's really, i got my slippers with little inserts, if you'll notice that. Now, now, now listen, these are not just cowhide slippers. These are elk slippers from Montana. I paid an extra $10 for these things. You can't get them at Walmart. These are special order elk slippers. That when I put these puppies on after a long day of preaching, I just feel so comfortable and peaceful. I love putting my slippers on. I've got a couple other things that really bring me tremendous amount of comfort. I got a I got a new Smyrna Beach hat that has been through the ringer. Beat up, washed 150 times. But every time I put this on, I'm like, wow, this feels good. I got a, I got a, pair, of, a pair of jeans. And every time I put these puppies on, it's just, I have worn these things out. I can't understand how kids these days spend $150 on ripped jeans until I put these jeans on. I'm like, now I know why they do this. I can't hardly wear these things anymore in public. But when I'm at home and I put these jeans on, wow, I'm comfortable. I love my pillow. I love my hat. I love my slippers. I love my sweatshirt. I love my jeans. But nothing makes me more comfortable than my official granddaughter, Heidi Blanket. Kim and Mark Kessling bought this for us when Heidi was born. And there's a picture of Tammy first holding her for the first five seconds. That's picture. Am I holding it up? And, and there's me down in the lower left hand. When I put this thing on, I don't have a care in the world. Especially when I'm holding Heidi. There's something about things that make us comfortable. But if we're 
really going to be followers of Jesus Christ, the goal in life is not to be comfortable. In fact, we're going to go through things that don't make us comfortable. That's exactly what God is trying to do. He wants to be the God who comforts us, but he doesn't want us to be comfortable. Look in your notes. You'll see a great quote by uh, Rick Warren, great pastor and author and, 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 and teacher from California. Look what Rick Warren says, a powerful quote. Uh, it's, it's, it's in your notes. Look what he says. He says, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. God is more interested in making your life holy than he is about making your life happy. What does comfort mean, the God of all comfort? Well, the definition is to bring help or an aid or to stand alongside of. And what I'm delighted to talk to you today about just the next few moments is this. Whatever you're going through, God is the God of comfort, and he is there to aid, to help, and to walk alongside of you. You're not alone. There's a lot of things that are going on right now, a lot of things that are confusing you, a lot of things that are keeping you up at night, a lot of things that you're worried about, and the great news is God is the God of all comfort. He is called to be alongside of you to comfort you. He doesn't want you comfortable, but he does want to bring you comfort. So real quickly, how does, how does God comfort us? We're going to need to move quickly here today. How does God comfort, comfort us? Number one, in your notes, he comforts us with his presence. I don't know about you, but today, just a few moments singing and worshiping, I sensed a beautiful presence of God, and I was comforted. God does that. Look in Isaiah, the, your notes there, it says, I, even I, I am the one who comforts you. So his presence comforts us. Number two, how does God comfort us? He comforts us with his word. Look at Psalm 119, verse 50. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. How many of you are here today and at least one time in your life you read some of a scripture or a promise or you opened your Bible and you were distraught, you were fearful, you were afraid, you were confused and you read God's beautiful word and he brought you comfort. Can I see your hand? Yeah, look at us. Many of us. God comforts us with his presence. He comforts us with his word. I love this one. He comforts us with his people. His people. Sandra talked about this a few minutes ago. God wants to use you to bring comfort to other people. This is not about you. It's about others. And God comforts us by other people who come alongside of us. And help us. How many of you are here today and you've ever been comforted by somebody else? It's powerful. They come alongside of you and they say, hey, I'm with you. I'm standing with you. I'm praying with you. What can I do to help you? What is that? That is comfort. And you'll see in the scripture there that's listed there, Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And then number four, quickly, God comforts us by his past. And really what I should say there is our past. I think sometimes you can look in the history of your life and you can be comforted by what God has done in your past. That's why the scripture says, great is thy faithfulness. 
God, you've been faithful to me. How many of you are here today and God has been at least faithful to you at least one time in the past year? Can I see your hand? Great is thy faithfulness. Every once in a while when you are disturbed, confused, worried, fearful, stop for a moment and look back and remember the faithfulness of God and how he has comforted you in the past. And if he'll do it, if he's done it in the past, he will do it in the future. Can I get an amen? All right, let's go quickly because we don't have a lot of time here today. What do I need to know about comfort? I'm going to give you eight principles I believe are going to help you to, uh, to understand how God comforts us and what we need to know. Number one, real comfort comes from God. Real comfort. I know there's southern comfort. Why are y'all laughing so much? <laughs> Southern comfort doesn't bring comfort. Only God can bring real comfort. Can I get an amen? Look at Hebrews. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who's ascended into heaven, Jesus Christ, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest, here it is, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's great throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Your government can't bring you comfort. Politicians, leaders in our community can't bring you comfort. Your wife can't always comfort you. Your pastor may not be there, but you can always count on God being the God of comfort, and he will bring comfort because only God can truly comfort. Can I get an amen? Number two, real comfort is always available. Always. I've got great news for you today. God, the God of comfort, is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, 24 hours. He is available to comfort you. He is always available. Look in Scripture, Psalm 34. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. He never closes. He is always available. And I like that. I did a study this week as we were out there retreat, we had, uh, John called it free time, and my free time was study time. And I got my Bible out, my notes, and I did a little study, and I looked at, at, at the uh, scripture that, that Kevin, our, our guest speaker, brought to us. It's mentioned eight times in God's word that God is rich. How many know that God is rich? Now, I know that some of you here today, and you don't like pastors or, or preachers talking about God being rich, but I'm telling you, God is rich. And he's rich in a few things. And here they are listed in the, in the New Testament. There's eight of them. Watch this. He's rich in goodness. He's rich in forgiveness. He's rich in long-suffering. He's rich in glory. He's rich in wisdom. He's rich in knowledge. He's rich in grace. And here it is. Last one. The Bible says God is rich in mercy. You can always go to him. 
You're not bothering him. You're not pestering him. When he sees your text message, he doesn't get overwhelmed or worried or frustrated. Why? He is rich in mercy. And his mercy and his grace and his goodness and his comfort is always available. He's simply waiting on you to come to him. He's rich in mercy. Aren't you glad for that today? Let me hear an amen. Number three, I love this. Real comfort should be freely received and freely given. I love this. That's found in 1 Corinthians. Praise be to the God, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we have received from God. If you're here today and God has ever comforted you, the goal of his comfort is not for you to hang on to it. The goal of his comfort is for you to give it away. I've got with me in my pocket here a, a sticker. How many years has it been D since Lonnie's passed away? Six and a half years. D is my assistant here at the church. I couldn't do half of what I do without D. Between D and my wife Tammy, they keep me on track. Thank goodness. D's husband, Lonnie, passed away six and a half years ago. What do you, what do you say to somebody who loses their, their husband? What do, you, what do you say to someone that loses a, a, a child? What do you say to someone that faces Christmas for the first time without their husband or wife? You know, the older I get, I've learned just to say less. But be careful what I do say. And after we did a beautiful service for Lonnie, and we went out to, he had a, a, a military burial out in, out west, and it was, it was fabulous and beautiful. I waited a couple days, and I said, D, I said, I'm going to give you a, a scripture, and I want you to hang on to this. And I wrote it down, and it's first, Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. It's the very scripture I put in your notes. And I said, D, I know you don't understand this, but I promise you God is going to comfort you. You are not alone. There is a comforter. His name is the Holy Spirit, and he is going to be with you. He's going to help you, and he is going to walk alongside of you. And I said, one day, you're going to get healthy. You're going to get whole. You're never going to get over Lonnie's death, but you're going to get healthy. You're going to get whole, and you're going to move on. And God is going to bring people into your life that need to have the comfort that you have received from God. God wants you to receive his comfort, and he wants you to give it away. Do you know that for the past six and a half years, this little scripture is on her desk and her day timer. And every time I walk into my office and she walks into her office, she sees this little piece of paper as a reminder that comfort is to be received, but it's also to be given away. If you're here today and you have received comfort, you have walked through a trial, 
You have walked through a tough time. You have walked through a time of discouragement and fear and worry. God wants to comfort you, but his goal is not only to comfort you and come alongside of you, but he wants to use you to give that comfort that you have received and give it away freely to other people. There are people that need to hear your story. You go through a divorce, as painful as that is, I believe God uses that so that one day you can help someone else walk through marriage problems. You're faced with sickness, disease, I believe God uses that story to help not only you, but to help other people. You go through a bankruptcy, I believe God uses that to give you the ability to look, are you all with me this morning, to look somebody eye to eye and say, I know what you're going through right now, and I'm with you. I can't tell you the number of people in the past three years that, that I've been able to, to minister to and give away the grace and the comfort that God has given me, and I can look them eye to eye, face to face, and with confidence say, I've never been divorced, never been bankrupt, but I know what it's like to have a child in a coma, and I'm looking you eye to eye, and I'm saying, God is with you. God's not going to leave you. There is a Holy Spirit that is available to comfort you in your time of need. God gives us comfort so that we can give it away. Are you all still with me? Quickly, let's go to a couple more points and then we're going to pray for people to hear today. Number four, real comfort fills us with hope. Everyone say hope. Hope is defined as a, an expectation of future good. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope, there's another name of God, will fill you with joy and peace so that you will trust him. So it may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Comfort gives us hope. Number, six, number five, comfort produces patient endurance. Everyone say patience. I don't like that word. <laughs> I'm afraid that I have become very impatient in my old age. And that's not good. Do you know that God comforts you and he comforts you with what the Bible says is patient endurance? And this is what I mean by this. God will comfort you, but he won't always answer every prayer that you have. Why? Because he wants you to be patient in endurance. See, I'm just going to shoot straight with you. God's not going to answer every one of your prayers when you are distressed. When you're confused and fearful or sick or going through trouble, I wish I could stand up here and tell you today, God is going to answer every single prayer and he's going to answer it exactly the way you pray for it. Wouldn't that be great? If that was true, I think this church would be filled ten times over. Because we like to hear that. God, I'm sick. Please comfort me and heal me. And guess what? A lot of times we are sick. And we ask God to comfort us, and he comforts us, but he doesn't heal us. 
Why is that? God wants us to be patient in endurance. And he will comfort you, but he may not take the problem away. Wouldn't it be nice if you took every problem away? No problems? No worries? No. The scripture says that God will comfort us, but he will comfort us with patient endurance. You may not get exactly what you're praying for, but guess what? You endure. And you keep fighting the good fight of faith. We just prayed. Just before I came uh, here at church, one of, our, one of our staff members was faced with sickness. And they asked me to pray for them. And I prayed for them, anointed them with oil. And I said, you just need to fight the good fight of faith. Keep believing. Keep asking God. But when God doesn't answer your prayers exactly the way you want them to be answered, the comfort that he gives you is comfort to keep fighting the fight of faith and not give up. Be patient. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Quickly, Bruce, if you go up the keyboard. And number, uh, number, number six, I love this one. Comfort, real comfort, helps you to trust God more. Why do we have troubles and hardships and struggles? The reason we have troubles and hardships and, and struggles and trials is so that we will learn to trust God more. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. We do not want you brothers to be uninformed about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. Everyone say great pressure. Far beyond our ability to endure. So that we despised even life itself. Indeed, we felt like we had received the sentence of death. But this happened. Let's stop right there. But this happened. This is what I want you to do real quickly in your notes. Under point number six. I want you to write, this happened with a blank. And I want you to fill in what that is. Your daughter dying. Your husband filing for divorce. The loss of bankruptcy. Worried about your son and daughter's future. This happened. And we all want to ask the same question. Why? Why did this happen? God, why are you picking on me? God, why did you allow this to happen? And Paul says, this happened. Paul says, I was even considering death. It was that bad. I'm wondering if there's anyone here today that's ever been so discouraged, so worried that you even feared, thought of dying. That's tough. And Paul says, this happened to me, watch this church, so that I may not rely in my own strength, but it happened so that I will trust God more. Whatever you're going through, it happened so that you will run and turn to God and trust him more. If you didn't have troubles and hardships and pain and sorrow, you would have no need for God. And you wouldn't be here today. But we're here today because we're going through things 
and we need more of God. And this has happened in your life. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. But he's the God of all comfort. And the Bible says this happens so that you will not rely on your own strength, but rely on God. Your trouble, whatever it is, is pushing you to trust God more. That's why I'm reminded, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to, just to take him at his word. Just to stand upon his promise. Just to hear, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I prove you o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Here it is. Help me. Give me the grace. Give me the strength to trust you more. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I prove you Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you more. Sing it one more time, church. Jesus, 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 how I trust you, how I prove This has happened. I don't like it. Doesn't feel good. Filled with pain and hurt and sorrow and confusion, but it's happened. So I will trust God more. He's the God of all comfort. You may not get what you ask for, it may not come when you want it to come, it may not happen today. But he's the God of all comfort, and he wants you to trust him more. Number seven, quickly, we're going to move through this one. Real comfort is associated with real mourning. The Bible says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will what? Be comforted. And then number eight, this is my final point. Real comfort comes from real people. Now watch this real quick. We're going to close. Just got one last scripture. Look in that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5 and 6. This is Paul writing, powerful. I've never seen this before. For when we came to Macedonia, we had no rest. We were harassed at every turn. I love this. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. How many have ever been there? Conflicts on the outside and fears within. You're in trouble then. It's one thing to have conflict on the outside. It's a whole other measure than to have fear within. That's usually the way the enemy works. He'll bring conflict around you and then fear within. Paul says, I was in a mess. I needed comfort. I needed help. There was conflict on the outside. Fears within. But God. 
I like that. Everyone say, but God. One day I'm going to do a series on the best buts in the Bible. The best buts in the Bible. And this is going to be in there. It's going to be maybe number nine or number eight. I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. Paul says there was conflict outside. There was fear inside. I was in a mess. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Now, when I read that, I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound real good. I mean, that's a great scripture, and I'm thinking, thinking it needs to have a really good ending. You've got conflicts on the outside, fear within. You feel like you're dying, and you're comforted by Titus? I, I wanted a little bit more bang than that. That just didn't feel good. But then I looked up the meaning of Titus. And, oh, thank you. And the whole story changed. Conflicts on the outside, fears within, wanting to die, no rest, needing comfort, and God brings Titus. His name means nurse. If you ever been in a hospital, you know the power of a nurse. When your son's in a coma for 40 days, you know the power of a nurse. There'd be times down in Miami when every morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, the doctors would walk down the aisle, do their rounds. And I hated those few moments. See, the doctors get all the credit, and they make a lot of money, but sometimes they don't bring comfort. Every time I'd see them walk down the hall at 8 o'clock a.m., I wasn't filled with, with faith at all. I was filled with doubt because sometimes doctors just do that. they got good hearts, and I'm thankful for them, and they saved Austin's life, and I know they've worked on you and saved your family and you, and I'm grateful for them. But there's something about a nurse when she shows up that brings comfort. She don't have all the science, 
She doesn't know all the statistics, and she's not the expert. But when a nurse shows up, she brings comfort. And Paul was saying, I don't need a doctor. I don't need an expert. I had fears within, conflict without. I couldn't rest. I didn't know which way was up. I was confused. But God comforted me by sending a nurse. Somebody just put your hand on your shoulder and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to make it. I've been there. I know what you're going through. You're not alone. There's a God. He's called the God of comfort. And I don't have all the experience. But I'm a nurse. And I can bring you comfort. Because I've received comfort. And I'm not going to hang on to the comfort that I received just to keep it for me. I received comfort so that I can give it away. And a nurse walked in and changed Paul's life and his destiny gave him that little bit of hope to keep fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm praying for in Belle Isle Community Church? As we're getting ready to walk through a, a, a season, this Sunday and next Sunday is a big day, but I believe that after we follow God and obey him, that God's going to send waves. I hear the Spirit say, showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. And what I'm praying for is that God would raise up men and women in Belle Isle Community Church. I don't want you to be a doctor. You don't have to have a Ph.D. behind your name. You don't have to have a degree. I'm looking for nurses, God says. I'm looking for compassionate nurses. I'm looking for Tituses and Titus, men and women who got a heart of compassion, who can say to the world, who can say to our community we're living in, I don't know much, but God's given me comfort. And what he's given me, I'm going to give it to you. He's the God of all comfort. God, raise up men and women in this church that are like Titus. They show up and they bring comfort. God's asking you today to be a nurse. He doesn't want you to be a doctor. He wants you to be a nurse. And be on the lookout this week for somebody you can bring healing to. Doesn't take much. Talk less and show more compassion and be the nurse that God has called you.